Good afternoon. You are listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. We have a lot planned for you today. We got the clown show that it was Thursday night football last night with the Bears beating the Panthers, as well as a tanking update as the draft board definitely shaking up after the Thursday night game last night. And of course, the Week 10 NFL preview. And that's going to be all coming up here on the Fumble Ruski podcast. You're listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 8 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. Chris Kostich and Adam Wright to the right of me. As we'll start with Thursday night football last night. The Bears beating the Panthers. And I you kind of figured the Bears are going to win this one. The spread was at three and a half. Screw the Bears, by the way. They didn't cover. Um, so I'm... Not too thrilled about that, to say the least. Woke up this morning. I didn't watch any of the game, to be honest, because that's how that's how much this game meant to me. And mm. yeah, and I woke up seeing that they only won by three. I almost started throwing a fit. Um, but yeah, I, this is kind of a battle between if the Panthers could stick it to the Bears for having their top overall pick, try to screw with the Bears a little bit, but at the end, came down to a 59-yard field goal that fell short. C.J. Stroud, again, didn't have a great game. Only 188 yards through the air. Bryce um, Young. Bryce Young. Oh, did, who did I say? C.J. Stroud. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the pick that the Panthers should have made, but we'll, we'll yeah, digress there. He's been, he's been on my mind the entire week for some reason. I don't know why, but um, Bryce Young had 188 yards through the air. We will get to CJ Stroud later on in the episode. Um, but Adam, you your big takeaway here is the tanking part of everything, really. And that's kind of the main point of this whole game, really. I mean, that, like, that was the main rooting interest for anyone watching this game. It was all Bears fans who were watching their two first-round picks go at it. And... Uh, then there were depressed Carolina Panthers fans who were just just looking at this disaster of a first round pick so far, Bryce Young, and it, it's just unbelievable how they they've sold so many pieces to the Bears in order to get this pick, and the guy they drafted has not worked out. It really is heartbreaking to see, and he could turn it around, but it's unbelievable how bad this has been, and and I real I do think that. We wouldn't be talking about this as much if the other guy who they sh- we believe they should have drafted, C.J. Stroud, wasn't playing so well. He is on pace for a historically great rookie season. 30 touchdowns of three interceptions and over 4,000 yards. That's a Pro Bowl season, even, even if you just play in some random year in your career. He's a rookie. 
three interceptions for a rookie is insane, especially considering like all the other great quarterbacks who are rookies that and who had an uh, insane amount of turnovers. You think of Peyton Manning's rookie year, he had like what 30 interceptions and 30 touchdowns. Um, Cam Newman had a ton of turnovers his rookie year, too. Yeah, and uh, don't forget Trevor Lawrence. Most most recently, he had a he had a disaster of a first season, um, and also Josh Allen. It take took him a couple of years. So give Bryce Young some time. But good lord, it doesn't take away from the fact that this guy has been really bad to start his career. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And that kind of leads to our next point here is the tanking update. So the top five got shook around uh, prior to this game. It was looking like. Arizona with the first pick, Chicago with the second pick via the Panthers. And then so they would have the two and the three, then Giants at the four and Patriots at the five. But net and prior to the game as well, if the Bears had won, then their chances of having the first overall pick get shot up to 48%. If they lost, it would have been 28% or 28% chance to uh, get the first round pick or first overall pick. Yeah. So and, accordingly, uh, I'm sorry. I just have it right in front of me. So I was oh, just no, going, no, and yeah. I also I also accidentally told you the lo- the wrong information off camera. So I didn't want you to to do that. Um, but the pa- currently the the Bears actually have the number one overall pick right now, uh, followed by Arizona. Both are are at one and eight. But Carolina or Chicago, they now have the they now have the decision. Uh, the Giants at number three. New England at four and Chicago at five. So the Bears still have five, uh, uh, two top five picks, but they also just helps New England out a little bit because they move them inside the top four. Um, and I think I think the biggest the biggest thing with this update is that um, most of these teams in the top five have quarterbacks that they could potentially keep in twenty twenty uh, in twenty twenty four. So what do they do with that? What if so Kyler Murray's coming back this week? That's a big story for them. What if he what if he balls out and shows he's the he is the pro bowler that they drafted him to be and the the massive the massive constant contract extension they gave him a couple of years back? Um what about Daniel Jones? He's out for the year, but you just signed him to a big contract extension this past offseason. You could say screw it, let's just get rid of him. But that, what's that going to tell every other player around the league who's thinking about joining the Giants? They'll say, you're, you have no loyalty. You signed this guy to a massive extension, and now, you're, and now you're just moving on from him? You're just saying, screw that guy? Same thing with the Bears. Now, the, Bear, the Bears, I know, Justin Fields had a terrible start to the season. But he also picked it up towards the, uh, towards the last two games uh, that he played before he got hurt. What if he comes back and plays very well? So how this draft order is picked, I have no freaking clue. Especially, And what makes it more interesting is that this is arguably the best top five project uh, projection that we will have in recent memory. So some good stuff going on here. I'm very excited. Yeah, same here. Especially when you, like you said, you got a f- the top five here are all teams that could potentially make it move at quarterback. I mean, I would me personally for the Patriots. I would like to see Mac Jones at least for another year, see what can happen with probably a better setup. But yeah, I know that you disagree 
but I'm it, curious to see what it would be like, but I just want, I, I would want to see one more year before I hop off the train. I, I'm like, I got one toe in the water right now and I'm not jumping in just yet, but I just, like I said, I just want to see one more year and the Cardinals too. I, I don't know. Just seeing the way that Kyler played last year, I just don't think he's going to be that guy for the Cardinals anymore, but I mean, could change too. It's also a really bad team. The Cardinals have as well. They're missing Zach Ertz again. Um, I don't know. It's, it's not a great look and yeah, the bears, who knows? They could keep Justin Fields. I wouldn't they bet could, on it, but they could. Yeah, they could. They could easily get Caleb Williams or Drake May and get Marvin Harrison all in the top five very quickly and turn it around pretty quickly. Or they could just say screw it and get a defensive guy as well because their defense is also in shambles. They've already started loading up on the defensive end too by getting Montez Sweat. So maybe they start loading it up a little bit more on the defensive end too. Um, Giants. I think the thing with the Giants is that, you know, obviously you signed Daniel Jones is such a massive deal, but I feel like that the main notion around the league is that Daniel Jones shouldn't even have gotten this contract to begin with. So, yeah, there's you had the loyalty issue, but at the same time, I think this is a contract that everyone would agree that is most undeserved. I mean, granted, Daniel Jones did have a a solid year last year, but wasn't it wasn't worth the contract that he ended up getting. And most people in the league would say that. So I I think that most people wouldn't bat their eye to that as much, but the loyalty thing could potentially be a problem there. Some people that like I, I agree. A lot of people would probably say, well, he probably wouldn't even he probably shouldn't have even been signed to that contract anyways. But like that, that doesn't like there. You're also going to be a, there's also going to be a big group of people who are also going to be saying that that like you just signed this guy to a, a contract, and everyone's going to agree that like that shows some loyalty issues. Like give him some time too. The offensive line sucks for this Giants team, and I know they like some of those pieces just didn't pan out. Um, Evan Neal, most notably, has been terrible since entering the league, and he was supposed to be the best. Uh, he was supposed to be the best offensive tackle out of that draft class, and now now he's just awful. He sucks, and he's getting defensive about it. People are uh, he's lashing out at people who are uh, who are uh, uh, criticizing him, saying, "Well, these guys are flipping burgers." Well, we may be flipping burgers, but I think I'll I'll be better at flipping burgers. I will, I'll be I'm better than you at flipping burgers than you are at playing offensive tackle. I'll say that much. I, I can cook a mean burger. I can make it I, you make it medium rare, put a little bit of pink inside. You put the cheese on when you're on the when you when it's on the grill. Evan Evan Neal could not do that. <laughs> he can't I do that. that. He would burn it. He would burn that burger. <laughs> I think that another thing you could think of too is you know you think of uh, the new thing right so you have guys like lamar jackson you have guys like tom brady or um even aaron Rodgers or jordan love jordan love's not really a great comparison but yeah 
I'll take the those three quarterbacks as an example. Um, you have top well, Tom Brady wasn't a top guy out of the draft, but so we'll say Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson for this specific example, right? You have two first round quarterbacks who are drafted in the first round and they didn't start their first year. So maybe if the Giants do end up drafting, say they end up drafting like Drake May or Caleb Williams falls that far in the draft, which isn't the most unlikely thing in the world right now. He's currently projected to go fourth at the moment now, not first. So that's that's the most recent one that I just saw. But say say one of those two drops to three or four or wherever the Giants are in the top five, if they were to stay in the top five, which they most likely will. Three right say, now. Yeah. What was that? I said they're they're at three right now. Yeah. And they're most likely going to stay in the top five. So say that all happens. What if you still keep Daniel Jones and you try to groom your first year quarterback that first year? Don't jump him in or don't throw him into the mix just yet. Let him develop a little bit. Learn behind a veteran like Daniel Jones. Like, yeah, sure. Daniel Jones sucks, but he could still provide veteran uh that veteran presence to a young quarterback, you know, that that's the big thing is the veteran presence for young guys. They need to be able to understand how the league works and how to play in the league. So if maybe you still draft the quarterbacks, but don't dump Daniel Jones to the curb just yet, maybe that would be more profitable for your organization after that for the long run. Sure. It's, it's just that he's been in the league for six years. And they just gave him this contract. I just hope that they don't, that, you know, it could also be the Ryan Tannehill type of situation where he's like, he's looking at Malik Willis and he's saying, I don't want to help this guy. I'm we're, we're competing each other with each other for jobs. I didn't want want my job to be taken anyways. And what if Daniel Jones does that? He was just paid big money. He was, he was looked at as the franchise guy by the organization. And now all of a sudden, because of arguably things that aren't even his in in his control, his offensive line, uh, the the weapons that they have drafted and traded for have not worked out. Darren Waller sucks. Jalen Hyatt sucks. Uh, Kadarius Tony was so bad that they shipped him off to to Kansas City, where he where he still sucks. I mean, like a lot of this isn't even in his control, and they're replacing him. I would be upset too if I were Daniel Jones. Yeah, sure, but. Screw Ryan Tannehill, first of all, because he said that about about Malik Willis, and now he's turned the other cheek for Will Levis. What the hell? I agree. I agree. I, I know. I'm not saying he should do it. I'm not saying it's okay for Ryan Tannehill to do what he does. I'm just saying he could do it. Yeah. Daniel Jones could do that. Yeah. And, like, I, I do think Daniel Jones is a slightly different situation because Ryan Tannehill's been in the league since the beginning of time. Daniel Jones just got here six years ago. They just gave him a massive contract. And a year after they told you, here, here's the keys to the kingdom. You are the franchise guy. They're, t- they're going to take it away from you. Yeah. And you have to mentor him. Yeah. I mean, I'd be like, yeah, screw that. Get out of here. No, I mean, definitely say screw that. I mean, it's, it's definitely a weird spot. Yeah. I mean, the situation I just threw out there is the most, 
it's not the greatest situation, especially for a guy like Daniel Jones. But, you know, you kind of have to make a move at some point because Daniel Jones hasn't helped himself out either. The team around him hasn't been great. Like Saquon can't stay healthy. The O-line has constantly sucked. They've only they got a playoff win. Great. But that was about it. And that was that was kind of a lucky win against the Giants. And then they got clapped by the Eagles the next week. Yeah. And um, just to kind of wrap up, just to kind of wrap up this whole kind of tanking update, the sweepstakes for the number one overall pick. um, It's hard to argue that if you want Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr. or Drake May, you got to be in the top three. Yeah. And if you're a Patriots fan like us and you want one of those guys, you'll have to be in the top three in order to get them. Yeah. Yeah, it's looking like as a Pats fan, it's going to be Brock Bowers. But do we? I don't even think we really even need a tight end. But that'd be that'd be nice to get a great tight end like him, like a Gronkowski. But they yeah, already but have they already have Hunter Henry though. That's the thing is, it'd be nice if we could get Hunter Henry and Mike Jasicki going for once. You know, it would be nice, and then they could just go either offensive tackle, which I would not like. Um, but they they need it. Yeah, they need a lot of things. I don't know. Like, they need a wide receiver. Ball. They just need a wide receiver for the Give love me of Marvin God. Harrison Jr. Give me that. I mm. make a make a damn trade into the top three and get Marvin ha- Harrison for the love of God. If they could do that, I would be. I just don't think whoever has that top three pick who you might be trading with, they may want Marvin Harrison Jr. themselves. Yeah, Arizona could take him. Be, if they take him, you have you got Marquise Tyler Brown and- as a two. Yeah. And Marvin Harrison Jr. as a one. Zach Ertz at tight end. Exactly. That'd be great for Kyler Murray. Yeah, if I'm that, be... they they could hold on to Kyler. They they may not draft Caleb Williams. Because that's the Drake thing, May. too. That's the other thing, too, is that the Cardinals have been pretty solid for the most part in some of these games. They've been more of a first-half team, and they're just missing that last second-half push. You know, a lot of these games, if they were to play the second half the way they play in the first half, we may even not see him at one and seven or one and eight. Yeah, and if yeah, if they do play that way, with and now they have Kyler Murray, they could find them find they could find themselves outside the top five and maybe even further outside of that. So oh, yeah, good for all the other teams the the Bears, Giants, Patriots, maybe the Rams find their way inside it. We'll see. It's a lot. It's April's a long way away from now, but I, as a Patriots fan, cannot wait. Yeah. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll preview the rest of the week 10 matchups. You are listening to Fumble Ruski Podcast.
You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Chris Kostich. To the right of me, Adam Wright. We go to the rest of week 10, already halfway through the NFL season. Man. Don't remind me of that. I'm sad. I don't want to think about life without football for months on end. Jeez. 13 games to go here in week 10. Chiefs, Rams, Dolphins, and Eagles are all on the bye, and we start with the Germany game. So many games I don't even want to talk about, and this is one of them. Colts, yeah. Colts, Patriots. Colts by two and a half. Uh, Yeah, I'm taking the Colts. I hate to say it, but Colts are winning this. Yeah, give me the Colts. They're less of a mess right now. They both both teams are terrible, but Gardner Minshew is a serviceable backup, and he's playing behind a a competent, semi competent team, at least relative to the Patriots, who are a mess right now. Give me the Colts. If you're a betting man, Indianapolis is five and four against the spread. But if you're betting the over, bet the over. Colts are six and three on the over. Patriots are three and six moving on to the next game texans Bengals, probably one of the best game maybe one of the best games in the one o'clock slot here um Bengals by six and a half i think this could put i think that it could be Bengals by seven but i think this could potentially be a closer game than many would anticipate yeah no t higgins for this game, he's already been ruled out. Uh, Jamar Chase looked game time like, decision. He looked more. He looked like he was going to be the more likely player out of the wide receiver group to miss time. But T. Higgins came out of nowhere after being lim- limited. Um, Did you see the TikTok Jamar- that he came out with yesterday? I don't. I don't oh, know. it was so funny. Oh my god! It, oh god! It was the clip. It was the play of him getting absolutely mugged, just like inadvertently mugged. And like oh people were, like tripping over him, hitting him in the head. And uh, he clipped it with the uh, Kevin Hart uh, skit where it's like, help me, help me. Oh, oh man. That was oh, so my God. Had me he's, he's pretty funny. Just hearing yeah. him during during interviews. He's full of himself, but he's hilarious. Oh, yeah. When he was talking about the ba- the Browns, so we just, they just lost to a bunch of elves. <laughs> like that that was funny like and he called himself he calls himself 7-eleven now because he's open 24 7 yeah this like i i can listen to him being interviewed all day but Jeez. if he plays I, i'm still taking the bengals also nico collins have, has been out of practice all week um cj uh, stroud has been making do with what he has it's not like they he has very much and nico collins before cj stroud was nothing to write home about but he's having a great year I think he's their wide receiver one right now. Um, but still give me the Bengals. I know we are riding the high and the recency bias from the tech from the Texans from this past week, but let's not forget they're a young team, they're unpredictable. They just lost a few weeks ago to the Panthers. So it this is a very up and down team. The young teams are unpredictable. So give me the Bengals, the more seasoned team. Yeah. I'm also going to predict, even though C.J. Stroud's only thrown one pick, I'm going to say his second pick is going to come this week. Bengals are averaging one interception per game thus far. Very underrated defense. Next game on the slate, Saints-Vikings. Saints by three. 
I'd say Saints by three as well, maybe even four. Um, if you were to bet the Saints, they're actually one of the best teams against the spread, surprisingly. Yeah, give me the Saints, a team that's fighting its way to stay in the playoff picture. I know the Vikings mathematically are there. I get it. I do. But it's Josh Dobbs. How far are you really going to go at this point with him? I know you, you've you had some good play with front with him, and the Cardinals did too when they had him. But let's let's be real here. Give me the Saints. They're fighting for their playoff lives, and they're going to be showing it this week. Oh, yeah. And these are, in general, these are two teams that are fighting for a playoff, are going to be fighting for a playoff spot. I was saying on Tuesday, I mean, if Josh Dobbs plays good enough, Vikings could even be fighting for a seven spot. But, you know, Vikings are still without Jettas, now without Cam Akers. Their run game's not existent. So that's going to be looking a little bleak. All in all, Saints is our pick. Next game, Packers Steelers. Pa- Steelers have the line at three and a half. I'll take the Steelers all day on this one as well. I'll take the Steelers, but pr- proceed with caution. I yeah. I do still think the the Packers are a wounded animal. They're they're a team that they lost they lost the best pieces of their offensive line, and now then they've been struggling ever since then. But that doesn't mean Christian Watson isn't a solid player. Romeo Dobbs as well. And I still think Jordan Love is the guy. I think it's mostly the situation around him, but he's shown me enough. Still give me the Steelers. Doesn't matter how bad Matt Canada is as an offensive coordinator. Um, they're going to they're gonna figure out a way to win. But proceed with caution on that one. It's still good Steelers defense. Both defenses, or even the Packers defense, is a little underrated too. And so we could even be, see a pretty low scoring matchup, but I say the Steelers defense is definitely better than the Packers defense and they'll probably have a better job of holding up a very yeah. bad green Bay offense. Definitely. Titans Buccaneers. Uh, this is probably one of those flip a coin games in terms of betting wise Tampa by one. I'm going to go Tampa though. Um, I really like Will Levis, but I don't know if how he's going to hold up against this Tampa defense, especially the way that he played against the Steelers defense. I think it's quite simple the way I the way I see this game. the The Buccaneers are riding the low of the heartbreaking loss they suffered against the Texans. The Titans are riding the high of a new shiny object quarterback who is who was a, an exciting young prospect coming out of this past year's draft. I think both are going to end this week. Will Levis has been good, but I don't think he's that good that he will continue this like it like he is. Maybe he will pan out, but these young quarterbacks are very unpredictable. Also, the Buccaneers just suffered a humiliating defeat. I think they bounce back here. They're going to be out for blood, and they're going to take it out on this Titans team. Give me the Buccaneers. All in agreement on the Bucs. We move on to the next game on the one o'clock slate that I was saying is actually the next two games, the last two games here on the one o'clock slate are probably two that are going to be pretty competitive. I would say 49ers Jaguars 49ers by three is deep. Is Debo still out? Debo still Debo out. is back. Oh, Debo's Debo back. back. Full participant. All right. Then I'd have to go 49ers or this- is, is uh Williams back? Trent Williams? I don't know about Trent Williams. I can check real quick. 
But I, I still think either way, like this is going to be a tough game, but either way, if you, if you want to check while I'm giving my take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll check. Um, either way, I think this is a get right game for this, for this 49ers team. Maybe they weren't as good as they were when they were five and zero to start the season, but they're certainly much better than to lose four straight. And if they do, then there are some serious problems with this 49ers team and some real questions to have about Brock Purdy, because if he loses four straight, then he's not only not as good as he previously looked, but he might be a, just a horrible quarterback. Like you can't lose four straight, even if it's against the Jaguars. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And still the 49ers are dealing with so many injuries. Trent Williams though, still questionable practiced in limited fashion on Thursday. Nothing about uh, today just yet. Um, But you still have so many injuries to the defensive side and corner, the defensive line. Well, now you get chase young back though, or chase young just got traded to the 49ers too. But like you said, this is such a big get right game for the Niners. They're coming off the bye week. They're getting themselves good to go right now. They're getting well rested, getting themselves healthy. So I, I'm gonna have to lean the 49ers. I wonder if I wonder if the 49ers are going to uh, list Chase Young on the injury report the same way the Bills did with Rasul Douglas. Yeah, and the right. Injury designation <laughs> is just got here. Yeah, that, that was so funny. That was fun. that was cool. I liked that. Browns, uh, Browns, Ravens. Um, I'm taking the Ravens lines at six and a half in favor of them. Um, this is the second meeting between the two last time Browns lost 28 to three. Um, if I know anything about divisional games, they usually can go by a split, but this Ravens team is, they fought, they have come alive in this recent stretch. Defense has really shown up. Tuck will tell you all about it. Oh, he'll tell you all about it even when they're not playing well. But yeah, I'll, I'll digress there. Um, look, I'm still going to take the Ravens. I don't know if they're as if this team is as good as they have been playing recently because they have been they've been insane. But here's a simple stat to show you who is going to win this game. Ravens lead the NFL with 35 sacks this season. The Browns are down three of their starting tackles. So not only are they missing two of their bookends but they're missing their backup on one end as well. That's not a good combination. No. Give me the Ravens on this one. Yeah, all day. Uh, and On top of that, too, four-game winning streak. Lamar's playing at an MVP level again. He's probably going to – he could potentially even win MVP this year. Who knows? And that's just good enough for me to take the Ravens. Granted, if this could easily be – a real close one come down to the wire type of thing for the Ravens, but I don't know. I'm still going to pick the Ravens regardless. I don't think that the Browns are going to do a whole lot. PJ Walker, Deshaun Watson, whoever's in at quarterback does not matter. It's going to be Ravens all day. Watson is back from injury, but he, he may get injured again with this Ravens front against yeah. this, uh, this Browns uh, offensive front. So yeah, doesn't matter. I wouldn't bet on it. We move to the four o'clock slate. Falcons, Cardinals to start. Um, I'm going to take the Falcons, but the way that they're talking about this game is very, very, very weird, to say the least. Taylor Heineke just came out and said that with where they are in the season right now, this is basically their Super Bowl. And they're talking about the one and eight Cardinals. 
he's he's really <laughs> not wrong. They're they're four he's not wrong, right but now. that's just I don't know if I'd be talking about this game being the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know. It, it, he's he's right in the sense that the stakes are very high for this game because they they've they started off the season pretty well, and now they're starting they're really really coming down to earth. And they even benched their their starting quarterback from this from opening night. So um, they're 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 quite literally a wounded animal right now. So I have to go. I have to go the Falcons in this. I know the yeah. Cardinals just got Kyler Murray back, but he may be rusty coming back. Um, and who knows if he's if he'll even be practicing or studying film with the amount he plays video games. So <laughs> and um, Call of Duty's just coming out too. Yeah. So how do we know that he's even going to shake off the rust real quick? Give me the Falcons in this one. Yeah, Falcons also coming off a two-game losing streak, and yeah, as much as I'm kind of crapping on Taylor Heineke. They really need to win this game because so they got the bye week after this and then they face the Saints, Jets, and Buccaneers. Then they'll have somewhat of a cakewalk with the Panthers, but in terms of the next stretch or this next upcoming stretch, they really need to have this game. Oh, certainly. Next game on the 4 o'clock slate, we have Lions-Chargers. Lions by three. This could be This could be a fun one. This could be a fun one. It could be, but it says something about the Lions' schedule that this is arguably their toughest game left. Yeah. Without looking at it, this is one like their schedule is a cakewalk. They could end up thirteen and four with their eyes closed. And um, yes, this Chargers team has a lot of talent, and Justin Herbert I still regard as one of the best quarterbacks in football. They haven't learned how to use this team. And the defense sucks. I'm still taking the Lions. They're going to continue winning games. Easy, easy money. If you're a betting man, Detroit is one of the best teams against the spread. They're 6-2-0 and and this year against the spread. And um, going back to Jacksonville as well real quick, Jacksonville is also 6-2-0 and and against the spread. If you wanted to bet that. 49ers and Jaguars game, but I digress. I'll also take the Lions, though. Um, yeah, it the Chargers defense just isn't good in general. I can't, I still can't believe that they even held the Jets, e- even though they have Zach Wilson. I still can't believe that they only let up six points, to be honest. Yeah, you would have, you would have met like imagine them at least giving up 14 to 21 points, maybe, but regardless. Giants Cowboys. I, I Cowboys by 17. I'll say Cowboys by 30. Yeah, Cowboys. Two plus Cowboys in the same way that two plus two equals four. It's objective. Yeah. This no. the, the Cowboys are going to win. Yeah. The, I'm not even gonna watch this game. Yeah. It's not even worth any any more time discussing it, to be honest. No. Seahawks commanders. Seahawks by six. This could, this could be another fun game. It's a fun one. Yeah, it's a fun one in the same in the same sense that every in the sense that every single game the the Commanders have been in, outside of that one against the Bears where they just came out of left field, um, it's always competitive. But I still think the Seahawks are coming off a humiliating loss. I think they're going to be out for blood. I'm going to take the Seahawks in this one. 
Um, and they're going to prove why they are they are still a playoff team. Yeah, I like teams that are coming off of bad losses any time, any day of the week, especially yeah. right here, because you know that Pete Carroll is going to be coaching the hell out of them for this week, and Washington's defense still still bum. Their offensive line is still bum. Um, seeing the yeah. way that the Seahawks got what eleven sacks on Daniel Jones, I'm going to say yeah. eight sacks. I'm going to say eight, eight sacks, sacks this week. That'll be okay. my hot take for for week ten. Move on to the prime time slot. I oh, why is this prime time? Jets, Jets, Raiders. Why? Why? Even if the even if Aaron Rodgers was healthy and Jimmy Garoppolo was still the starting quarterback, I would still say, "What the hell is this?" This is the NFL is really testing our fandom this week. Oh my lord! Because this is a bad week for games. It, it yeah, really is. Oh, you have Bears Panthers last night. You have Pats Colts in Germany. You have this Sunday night atrocity. And you have the Bills and Broncos tomorrow, or not tomorrow night, the Monday night game. Oh, my Lord. This is just, just makes me want to gouge my freaking eyeballs out. Yeah. Give me the Raiders, though. I want to take the home team. I was about to. I think the Jets win. Yeah. I think they're, they're riding. Again, this is a team that's riding such a high of, being without Josh McDaniel, uh, McDaniels, but uh, that doesn't mean there's necessarily a good team. And the Jets have still managed to figure things out um, without Aaron Rodgers, who is, looks like he's getting even closer to um, being ready. And I think that's just be- that is it's become it really is becoming an inspiration to that team. Seeing him get so close as a 39 year old recovering from an Achilles tear. If this team is still in the hunt and Aaron Rodgers comes back like a three quarters of the way through the season. Oh man, that is going to be a fun story to cover. Yeah. But I think, I think I'm, I'm still going to go Raiders. I just don't really like the run game that that jets defense poses. And if the Raiders get the ball to Josh, I feel like that the Raiders are probably going to game plan more towards the run. And I'd say expect a big game out of Josh Jay. My Paul, I actually hit the space bar. Nice. I didn't even know you could do. Is that what plays the intro? I guess so. <laughs> Wait, let me try that real quick. Oh, it just muted me, but I think it was because I I had uh, clicked on the intro earlier when we when we first went to break. Oh, uh, and I muted myself because my dad's doing the leaf blower outside. Yeah, so I think it's whatever you click. <laughs> Okay. All right. I'll keep that in mind. I'm going to. All right. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. That is the, that's more interesting than Jets Raiders. Yeah. All right. Josh Jacobs expects a big game out of him. That'll be my take for that game. Uh, okay. final, final, final game of the week 10 slate Broncos bills bills by seven. Uh, yeah. Just go bills on this. Give me I don't the bills. Yeah. I'd say Bills by 10, but I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up being Bills by four. Yeah. And uh, it'll probably be, it's going to be a close game in the sense where it's like 
the Gi- when they faced the Giants earlier this year, and it came down to the last play yeah. and a, a missed PI. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen here. Just this Bills team is. I don't know what to think of it because I thought they were such a safe bet for 11 wins, at least 11 wins. I don't know if they'll do that anymore. Yeah. And I'll, I'll have to look at their schedule. We could do that another time, but like, what do we even, I don't know where to put this bills team. They, they're not going to, they're probably not going to win their division. I put them at like a six seed. Maybe they'll maybe 10 and seven. I think I, I might That's have to, enough for I a might, six seed. I might have to veer off from my take from literally this past preseason where I was saying this team is a safe bet to win 11, uh, 11 to 13 games. Yeah. They may not do that this year. They're <laughs> actually, wow, what a disappointment they've been. Oh, that's the, yeah, that's the last game on the slate. Thank God. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to go through? Not really. Not really. I'm, uh, you know what I'm excited for though? I I am I'm going to make sure that I am on the next Friday episode Good. because then we will be recapping a much better Thursday night football game, which will be uh, Bengals Ravens. That one is going to be an absolute that's, showdown, that's especially if teams win this week, because then Bengals are six and three, Ravens eight and two. That means they're only a game away from each other. Yeah. Which makes it's oh I can't wait for it. Well, even I've if I've never been so happy that Thursday night football is coming. Even if um I mean, even if the Bengals beat the Ravens next week, if it still ends up being seven and three and eight and three, Ravens still have the top spot. But once the bye weeks come around, Bengals will probably will have that tiebreaker to them because they still have to play one more time towards the end of the season, too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of just doing a quick search, make sure that we didn't miss anything news wise. Um, I mean, the main thing that I, that I touched on in the group chat that we needed to cover was definitely a a top, top five draft, the top five of the draft. Yeah. Right. Because that's, I mean, that's kind of the biggest story of this week with all the bad matchups coming up. It really is like it, it really like, so, I mean, this, this, this number one overall pick sweepstakes or just the top five, it's getting interesting. And even if you're even if you're just in the top five and not the top three for Caleb Williams, Drake May, or uh or Marvin Harrison Jr., you could still get some pretty good pieces out of this. So oh yeah. Um it's gonna be exciting. Um yeah, and as again, as a Patriots fan, that is one thing that I'm actually most excited about. And for all of the wrong reasons as a Patriots. <laughs> Fan, I am very excited for Patriots, Patriots, Giants. It's a showdown of who will lose the game and end up probably with a top three pick in the draft. Uh, yeah, and that's if Belichick makes it that far. Yeah, and I hate myself for rooting against for rooting for that since we have fallen so far from being Super Bowl contenders every single year. But this is what it's become. This is what's best for the team right now, and yeah. I hate it. Well, that's that's the other thing too is that there's reports that this could like this week against the Colts could really determine Bill's future. And you know that contract extension that he signed over the summer, right? It was yes. only a it was only a one year extension. So right. it's not like it's not like he's getting signed till the end of his freaking life or anything until he dies. Yeah, you know he's 
he's technically only going to be around for one more year. So this could, we could see Bill go, hell, we could even see him leave next week. But the rumors right now are swirling that Robert Kraft is basically saying this is going to be the week that defines the future for Bill Belichick. And it sounds like if they do move on, then they're going to go with Gerard Mayo um, as the next head coach. I wouldn't hate that. I want I want either Gerard Mayo or Mike Vrabel as the next head coach for the mm-hmm. Patriots. I would I wouldn't mind either of them or Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, there's some rumblings that he could leave Michigan. He could come to New England. There's a I I've mean, heard more. I've heard more towards the Chicago side. That wouldn't be terrible either. Because they definitely need someone other than Matt Eberflus. If there's anyone else to blame for the the bear, how bad the Bears have been besides Justin Fields, it's Matt Eberflus. Yeah, like it, I, I think I think Brett Schaub's when he was on the show said it best. He would we would rather have Matt Nagy, which says a lot about how bad Eberflus has been. Because Matt Nagy was nothing to write home about either. No. So just I mean, bring at somebody least, else. At least somebody new. At least Matt Nagy brought him to the playoffs. That is true. Yeah, technically, they they won Matt, the division. Mitch and Trubisky they had being whole, the MVP. They hold. They yeah, two. They had two playoff appearances. Actually, now I think of it, I I forgot about that. The twelve and four year in twenty eighteen. Yeah, they had the double joint, and then they had the Nickelodeon game. Yeah, the MVP game. Oh my lord! What a right. what, what a time. Jeez, yeah. but um, that'll do it for us for this Friday edition of Fumble Ruski Podcast. Thank you for listening to us. New episode coming out on Tuesday at 7.30. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Be sure to follow our Instagram and TikTok, Fumble Ruski underscore podcast, to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, from Chris Kostich, Adam Wright, we will see you on Tuesday. Over and out.